This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey, welcome everyone. I'm glad that you're watching today as we start a new series called Simplify. So let me start by asking a question. How many of you can speak multiple languages? On a scale of one to 10, how skilled are you at that second language? All right, how many of you can speak three languages or four languages? I actually have met people who speak like five or six languages uh, when I've traveled different places. And I wish I could speak four languages, but I can only speak one. Uh, When I was in high school, my particular education track required one year of foreign language, and I'm from Washington, and my church went to Mexico on a missions trip every year, so I thought it would be good to learn Spanish. So I took Spanish, and I liked my teacher. I learned enough to make an A, and I checked that high school box. And I took Spanish one, then went to Mexico for my first time, and I could barely do the basics. But I noticed I got better the next year when I took Spanish two. Then my junior year, I was really learning a lot with Spanish 3. And I thought I would basically be able to have full conversations with people in Mexico. But to no avail, I realized I still needed an interpreter to understand anything that was going on. And even now, I've been to Mexico about 13 times, whether on a mission trip or whether on vacation. I still need help with understanding the Spanish language. And I can get by with the basics, but if I need to know anything more than their name and how much that souvenir costs, I'm in need of some help. And sometimes things can seem complicated. And we wish that someone would simply, well, simplify them for us. And that's what this series is all about. No, it's not about simplifying languages, although that would probably be helpful to us. It's about simplifying things in the area of our faith. The first thing I want to do is clarify some terms that may that we may hear throughout this series. And some of you may know these terms already, but I just want to be clear when we talk about them. All right, the first one is Christianity. And as you probably know, it's a religion. And for those of us in church, it's our religion. Uh, Christ is another name for Jesus. So Christianity is basically the Jesus religion. Uh, Christians. Now, this word has become a little complicated lately, but for the past 2,000 years, it's been the title for people who follow the ways of Jesus. And these are followers of Jesus. Christians are people who have done something. They've put the trust of their hearts and the belief of their life in the person of of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross in his resurrection. To simplify, the first Christians were called followers of the way. They were the Jesus people who lived the way that Jesus modeled. And you may have even heard them called believers, meaning it's not just people who know about Jesus, it's people who believe in him as the son of God. Uh, We're also going to talk about faith. Faith isn't a term that's only associated with Christianity. Think about a huge roller coaster. You can believe that it was engineered and designed to work to to get you safely from start to finish. However, it takes faith to actually decide to ride it. You show faith when you decide to stand in the line, to take a seat and to get buckled in. It's in, in the context of church and Christianity, faith is about having trust and confidence in Jesus. And we show our faith when we live differently and trust Jesus in a way that shapes how we live. Okay, so you got it? Okay, cool. Now, before we simplify, let's do the opposite. 
Sometimes Christianity seems complicated. The Bible is hard to figure out. We pray, but we're not sure how to do it or what to say. And the preacher talks, and we're not sure what they are saying. And it seems like the people who are the best at being Christians are the ones who have all the complicated stuff figured out. And they know all the deep, fancy, important stuff that we don't. And it's almost as if the holy people are complex and the non-holy people are simple. By the way, people can do this in almost every area of life or work. The more complicated you make things, the smarter people think that you are. Plus, Christianity seems like a whole bunch of do's and don'ts. And some of them aren't complex. They're very straightforward. But if you add them all up, it's still a long, complicated list to keep up with. So here are just a few examples. Do, pray, read your Bible, go to church, forgive, uh, be kind, serve other people, worship, be grateful, respect authority, and the list goes on and on and on, etc. And don't drink, smoke, vape, cheat, lie, steal, gossip, be jealous, listen to Lil Nas X. <laughs> One last way that we complicate things, we guard our Christian image, especially at church. I was great at this in high school. As a preacher's kid, I knew how to say all the right churchy stuff at church, and it was totally different than who I was at school and with my friends. And anytime you're juggling multiple masks in life, it complicates things. And here's the good news. We're going to simplify things in this series. Hey, we even made it the title, Simplify. And I believe that, that if you and I can truly grasp what we talk about, it will change everything in our lives in the best way possible. So to do that, we're going to start by talking about the very reason why Christianity and the church exists, Jesus. So one of the many reasons why Jesus came was to give us a picture of what God is like. Jesus was literally God in human skin and uh, who walked among us. And that means that if you want to see what God is like, look at Jesus. Jesus shows us what God is like. That's why the books of the Bible called the Gospels are so important. The Bible, which is a collection of books, is divided into two parts, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament is about the story of God before Jesus walked the earth. And the New Testament is about Jesus on earth and after the, the Gospels are four different accounts of Jesus' life on earth. And back then, not all people welcomed Jesus. In fact, they eventually have him murdered. And even though Jesus helped, blessed, healed, noticed, and encouraged thousands of people, there were people who didn't like him. First, they didn't like that he claimed to be God. Let's be honest, it wouldn't be easy to believe someone who claimed that today. So let's not be too quick to judge people for having a tough time believing it back then. Second, he challenged people's religious views. And the churchy people of Jesus's time followed something called the law. And since they felt confident that this religious law came from God, it was highly controversial when anyone challenged it. Again, this makes total sense. And because Jesus was so different and difficult for people to figure out, they often struggled to know if he was a great teacher of the law or someone who was trying to destroy it. So they were constantly asking him questions and trying to trap him into giving the wrong answers. And it's annoying, but you have to respect their passion. So what we're looking at today is no different. A very smart religious guy asked Jesus this in Matthew 22, verse 35. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
In those days, the law was complicated. There were 613 commandments and even more sub-commands, and some were about what to do and some were about what not to do. And look at what Jesus said back to, back to them. In Matthew 22, verse 37, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So their question wasn't shocking, and neither was the answer. Nobody was going to argue with the idea that the best thing that you can do is love God as much as you can. The whole love God idea was part of a prayer that Jewish people memorized from the time that they were kids. But Jesus doesn't, he wasn't done. And in Matthew 22, 39 says, and the second is like it. Wait, number one commands. It's, it's like having two winners of the Super Bowl. It doesn't seem right. But like we said, Jesus was different than what people were used to. And so he continued in verse 39. Love your neighbor as yourself. And this one was tougher for people to grasp, especially in their culture, which was in every person for themselves society. Jesus' statement was a really big deal, and we'll talk about why throughout this series. So to us, there's nothing strange about the statement, but to the people who heard it, it changed everything. And Jesus concluded in verse 40, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So all the laws and the sub-laws, all the things that the prophet said, the warnings, the commands, the pleas, the instructions, all the things that the priests and the religious leaders taught about, all the do's and the don'ts, all the knowledge and all the religious words, Jesus made faith simple. He took all of those complicated ideas and he placed them all underneath two simple challenges. Love God and love others. But just because it's simple, it doesn't mean it's easy. In fact, just Jesus knew that narrowing it down to love sounds simple, but it's actually complex and challenging. So let me illustrate, all right? So I have my smartphone right here. So think about this phone. It prides itself in being simple, right? Especially an iPhone. Like I know four-year-olds who can actually navigate something like this. And I know a lot of grandparents who can actually use it correctly. But what if I told you to take it apart and put it all back together? What if I told you to explain all of the technology to someone else, like how touchscreens work and, and with a layer of capacitors that have coordinates to define their position? And what if someone paid you to buy all the individual components of this phone and, and an iPhone and build that from scratch? That's not simple at all. That's complex and quite difficult. And love is the same way. Jesus simplifies it, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Sure, it's easy to love people who are easy to love, but it's difficult to love people who are difficult to love. And loving God sounds great, but how do we actually do that? And that's what this series is all about. And that's why Jesus made it so simple, so that people would remember it and hopefully spend their lifetimes trying to do it. And here's what we can do throughout this whole series. Keep faith simple. Keep faith simple. Two ways that we can do that. Number one, focus on love. Over the next few weeks, we'll talk about how to live it out together. But for now, just keep it at, at two simple ideas in your mind. Love God and love others. Don't overthink that. And number two, memorize this phrase. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 
Actually, we tried to make this really easy for everyone. And if you scan this QR code, it will take you to a set of daily devotionals built just for the series. Plus, once a week, you'll get a few ideas of how to memorize this specific verse. Remember, these are literally the words that Jesus said were the most important. So let's make it important to us too. Imagine if being a Christian was no longer so confusing or complicated or overwhelming. What if you had confidence because you knew what was most important to God? You do. If you want to know more about who God is, look to Jesus. And Jesus said the best thing that you can focus on is loving God and loving others. Keep faith simple. It doesn't mean that love will be simple or easy, but it does mean that you can know with confidence that love is the most important thing to God. So let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you and we love you so much. And God, help us learn to love you even more. Help us learn to love other people even more. Not just the people who are like us, but people who may be even a challenge to us. Help us just know what love really is. Thank you, Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.